DACA, ITIN, first time home buyer or want to invest? Embar Mendez is a bilingual agent with Remax Real Estate Results, ready to help you. Call or text her today to talk about buying or selling property at 479-879-3398. Hey everyone, this is District 3. Um, We're back with our episode number 80. Um, joining us today is a friend of the podcast, Jenny Hershey. Thank you for joining us today, Jenny. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And Jenny is actually the director of Arkansas Strong and for Arkansas People. Um, and I met Jenny when we were both volunteering for the Megan Godfrey campaign. Um, what actually got you to want to start getting involved when it comes to like politics? Or was this always a thing that you've always been interested in, Jenny? Yeah. I'm so glad that you asked that question because it's a really fun story. So um, I, I grew up actually in California, but moved to Arkansas um, and did junior high and high school in Little Rock, came to the U of A. And um, my freshman year of college, I <laughs> was looking for a new roommate mm-hmm. and someone introduced me to um, this young woman named Megan Cardwell. And she and I became really close friends and ended up living together. Um, And Megan, I knew, would always, you know, be a public servant or end up going into um, public office of some sort. And I thought to myself, um, if she ever runs for something, I, like, I'll I'll be part of her team. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up studying political science. I also studied um, Asian studies and kind of had, like, a big international relations development focus and moved overseas and worked in China for a few years. Um, And then when I came back to Northwest Arkansas, a few years later, um, Megan Cardwell, who's now Megan Godfrey, um, called me and asked me to um, meet her, um, to watch her husband's band play and Rogers one day. And we sat down and just kind of caught up. And the first thing she said was, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about running for state representative. And I don't even and think she got farther along before I screamed, do it, um, in her face and said, basically, I've been waiting, you know, for the better part of 10 years for you to ask me to help you do this or to, for you to decide to do this and for me to, you know, support you in any way that I could. Um, so that's how I got involved in state politics in Arkansas in particular. And, you know, Irvin, I know that you did incredible work laying, <laughs> laying some solid groundwork in District 89, but that was my first, um, you know, my first dive into anything in the state with a local election. Um, I had volunteered here and there on elections and on campaigns, but it was my first, like, big intro into it, and we did really not know what we were doing. We were just a team of um, a bunch of green people who had a lot of passion and a lot of grit and we were pretty scrappy. Um, but I think that that gave us a lot of, um, you know, a lot of energy to build off of one another and to, you know, try to, to flip that district, um, which we did. And so um, I ended up working for her during her reelection campaign, but then eventually um, stepped away from that um, to do this work particularly with um, communications statewide. So that's kind of how I got involved. So um, thank you, Representative Godfrey, for, <laughs> for 
for getting me hooked up with uh, politics in Arkansas. And you said you uh, came from California. We have an ongoing joke for the people that listen to our podcast on a regular basis that most of our guests for some reason uh, came from California and ended up in Arkansas, like probably 95% of our guests, somehow, somehow that has happened. Um, what part of California were you at? I'm from Southern California, so I'm from Orange County. Um, it's not a flashy part of, <laughs> of Orange County. Um, it's, you know, good old concrete jungle and freeways and strip malls. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm, I'm, I grew up near Anaheim. So most people okay. are familiar with Anaheim because of Disneyland and yeah. the angels and the ducks. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my hometown, but I've lived in Fayetteville, Arkansas for quite a while. So this when did y'all move to Arkansas? Yeah, we moved in, um, the late nineties. So you know, I, I lived in Little Rock for a bit and didn't really feel super at home, <laughs> at home in Little Rock. Um, and then when I moved up here for college, really fell in love with Northwest Arkansas and the Ozarks and love that there are a lot of people in this area who are not originally from here, but have made it their home. That's something that's really appealing to me about Northwest Arkansas. Um, you just bump into people who are from all over. Yeah. And who've moved here for different reasons, but I think we, it adds a little bit of like a nice seasoning <laughs> to the area. It doesn't feel, um, you know, it just feels different than the rest of the state. So I, I really love it here. I, I definitely understand that. Um, so you talked about that you started getting involved with just more, more political things after the uh, Megan Godfrey campaign. Um, one of the things that happens when you when you get involved in the community, I mean, you start learning more, you start learning new people, and you start maybe even like believing more in yourself as a leader. Um, do you ever see yourself running for office? That is a really good question. Um, I have never really considered it. A few people have asked me that question in particular. Not have no one has asked me to run for anything specifically, but people who have just asked, like, is this something that you would ever do? My answer is I don't. I don't really know. I. I tend to be more of a workhorse, a, a behind the scenes person who is not really interested in, um, you know, being right out in the front. I, I see myself um, supporting people who are kind of front and center. Um, yeah. I, I understand that though, that there are times where people like me who maybe have those preferences or who are maybe more introverted um, can, can do really well holding public office or, or serving in that capacity. So I'm not, I'm not ever going to rule it out, but it's not something that's on my radar right now. I tend to kind of blend into the background a bit and, um, you know, don't necessarily want to be in the spotlight, um, which, yeah, for better or for worse, that's, that's kind of what I prefer to do. And before we get to like talking about Arkansas Strong and for Arkansas people, um, one of the things that I know you for as well is that you're very good at like creating graphics and stuff. I've seen a lot of your flyers. I've seen a lot of the, the graphics that you've done. Um, how did how did you how did you become this good at doing this? And I know that you're probably going to be humble about it and stuff, but like they're really good. You know the stuff that I've seen Thank that you put you. on. That's that is really kind. Um, yeah, I I'm kind of like a jack of all trades, I guess, um, and that has always felt a little bit funny to me that I I feel like I have too many interests um, or too many things that I want to learn how to do, but art has always been a big part of who I am. And I, 
Um, I'm a painter. I, I do it as a hobby. Um, I took a lot of art classes in college and wanted to be an artist for a while and then just, you know, ended up not pursuing that because it didn't, it didn't feel <laughs> practical. Um, and that's not knocking anybody who studied art and, and does it professionally. It just felt insurmountable to me at the time. Um, but I've always loved kind of when functionality or technology um, blends with art and graphic design is a great example of that. I, I love I love functionality and I love things that are beautiful. And so um, graphic design and, you know, even even things like promotional materials or literature or branding um, are really just visual communication and, and I work in communication. And so um, it's a really fun thing to do to, to figure out, okay, how can I communicate something to hold someone's attention visually? Um, and how can I also effectively get the point across? And so it, it's always just really fun. And I love thinking outside of the box and thinking creatively. Um, so graphic design, that was one of the big things that I did for Representative Godfrey um, on both of her campaigns was just help her with her, her branding and her um, visual style. And it was a really fun thing to, to build out and partner with her on because she is um, so vibrant and engaging as a person. Um, she's very professional, but she's also very fun. And so we really wanted her, her branding to reflect that. And it, it was just the best to, to work with her and to kind of figure out like, okay, how do, we, how do we take, how do we capture who she is and what she represents as a candidate and as a person and, and make that happen um, in real, in real time with graphics. And I am totally self-taught. Like I just, you know, got Photoshop one day and figured out how to use it by a lot of trial and error. Um, a lot of YouTube videos, um, watching how to do things. And, and there are people who can work much, much faster than I, I can on those platforms. Um, but it's just a really, a really fun element of what I get to do in my job. So thank you for saying that. That's, that's really kind. I, I love doing it and it's nice to hear that someone appreciates it. I think one of the things that I saw whenever I first added you on Facebook, Jenny was like, I think your profile picture was like you holding a plant and then you had <laughs> bubble gum on the other side, like a bubble. And I was kind of like, Oh, this is, this is interesting, you know? And then I saw the, the stuff that you would put out for Megan and like the colors were very like bright, very, like appealing very like friendly and and uh, welcoming in a way yeah. um and i think people sometimes don't don't give credit too much to like the folks that create these kind of, of mm -hmm. graphics but they're so effective and they're so powerful in different campaigns you know to just make people feel welcome you know because when i see i can tell kind of when whenever it's like a flyer that you made just because of the colors that you use it's like bright you know uh bubbly uh and and, and welcoming colors and I think that that's very effective in communication just in general. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, when we're talking about politics in general, it's been really fun. I really feel like, you know, since Barack Obama's first, um, you know, run for president um, in, in 2008, like the uh, iconic Obama poster, the Hope poster, um, you know, his campaign didn't put that out and, and artists did. But um, I feel like since then, it's really kind of taken on just a whole new life and, um, you know, a breath of fresh air to see, you know, candidates or, you know, um, leaders use 
kind of non-traditional colors like just because you are running for office doesn't mean you have to use red white and blue like we all yeah. know that you live in america so you don't need to stick a flag on everything um like elizabeth warren in particular with her color palette she had those great like minty mm -hmm. um green colors green. with blue and and it's and you know aoc with her really cool like um you know diagonal um like like dark purple and then kind of like a i love the posters that they put that they would put yes. like their stores and stuff like uh -huh. the ones you know that have like like you said purple and i think yellow i think those were like so cool and i feel that in campaigns that's lost like well i don't want to say it's lost because i don't think it was ever found right like people are barely finding these effective ways to like get people's attention but the fact that you're able to implement that in a statewide uh like a state uh representative campaign like megan's i think was very very effective that that's kind thank you and and i think that you know for anybody who's who's working in in communication or visual communications um whether it's in politics or not like whether or not you're a you know a representative running for office or you're um you know somebody who's starting your own business or whatever it is that that you can be like you can represent yourself visually you don't have to you know stick to this template and and do it the way it's always been done you can be you can kind of be a little bit edgy or a little bit just more reflective of who you are personally um and i think that's what's fun about it and that's what's fun about um, working with people with visual um, communication is that you get to convince them that it's okay to to be a bit different and to kind of break a mold. So it's really fun. It's it's one of the things I love most. Definitely, definitely. And um, so you're doing work with Arkansas Strong and for Arkansas people, can you can you just start with Arkansas Strong first? Just um, yeah. tell people what that is and, and what, what kind of work you're doing there? Yeah, so Arkansas Strong is really a storytelling platform um, where we invite people to share their stories about how they are working to make Arkansas um, a better state for everybody. Arkansas is great, um, but we do have a lot of room for improvement. Um, and over on Arkansas, arstrong.org, which is our, our web address, um, it's just a collection of stories around particular issues or particular people who um, are really committed to, to fighting to um, make our state better. Um, so you can find content on um, conservation, like ways in which we can, you know, continue to protect the Buffalo River. Um, we have a, a few pieces on farming, regenerative farming, sustainable farming. Um, we talk about one of the first firefighters in the state um, to receive um, benefits from a new law that, that protects firefighters who've, um, who have gotten cancer while on the job. Um, so really just sharing stories of, of how um, good policy impacts people in their regular lives um, or how people are working to, um, to either fight for better policy or to, to fight to make a difference. And, and it's really a spot where like all voices are welcome. Um, uh, the diversity of, of voices and people's experiences. Um, we want that to be a space where where that um, where that is apparent, where um, it's welcoming to to different types of Arkansans. You know, whether you grew up here or not. Um, clearly, I did not grow up here. I'm I'm a transplant, but I very much view myself as an Arkansan and view the state as home. Um, 
So really just creating space for us to expand the definition of what it means to be Arkansan and to celebrate that. And most of your of your time goes into into for Arkansas people, right? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, for AR people is also um, like a media communications organization. We are nonprofit, nonpartisan, um, but what we do advocate for is a lot of um, policies that would create a fairer, more responsible. Um, Arkansas government. So we focus a lot on policies around um, the democratic process, whether that's elections, whether that's um, the rights of voters, um, whether that is things like redistricting, um, all of these kind of, you know, intangible things that the legislature works on or that happens behind closed doors that that is hard for regular people in this state to connect with because they don't have time um, you know, to live stream what's happening at the Capitol um, or because they, they maybe just don't care or maybe they're just unaware of how it might impact their lives. We really see ourselves as a bridge to connecting those dots for people. So taking down that really inaccessible part of our democracy of the legislative process, breaking it down for people into language that's even accessible to them, whether or not it's just simplifying the language or, you know, providing the language in languages other than English. Um, we really see ourselves as, as a stepping stone to help people go, okay, like maybe I should be a little bit more engaged um, and here's why. And then, and then we also really want to, in addition to informing people, um, we want to equip them and empower them to take ownership of their of their democracy specifically in Arkansas so whether or not that is providing tools like um, petitions where people can sign their names and advocate for or against a, per, a particular bill or a specific policy that might impact them and their communities um, or if it is you know hosting a voter registration drive um, or creating a website where we provide information on how people can vote safely, how they can get registered to vote. We really just want to get tools into people's hands um, so that they can move forward in, in taking ownership of, of their role in democracy. And what's really cool is our, our state motto um, for Arkansas is the people rule, which I love. Um, but I don't think that most Arkansans would say that the people rule here. I think, you know, there's this perception, um, which is probably, you know, accurate, is that a, a select few people run the state um, yeah. and not regular people like us who have day jobs. Um, so we, we want to, yeah, we want to connect the dots for people and be a bridge so that they, they feel like they actually are part of that, um, the people rule model. That's so cool. When, when did y'all start? Yeah, we started, um, we started last year. So we're a, a, a new, fresh um, <laughs> startup. It was really wild to, to start this, this work during a pandemic. Um, but, but actually, it ended up being great because, because we're a communications brand. Like We focus on messaging and accessible messaging for people statewide you know, there really wasn't a need to have to do a lot of events. Like we, we live in the online space. That's 
that's where we are. Our website is for arpeople.org. Um, our Twitter is for arpeople1. Um, and most of the content that we do, the messaging that we do lives on our website and our Facebook and Twitter pages. So, um, so thankfully we were able to get this up and going without too many hurdles, despite, you know, COVID um, coming along and, and wrecking kind of normal society yeah. for everybody. Um, but yeah, we're, we're fresh, we're new. <laughs> so um, it's been definitely a learning process. But one of the first things that we we did when we started was um, we tackled this voter education project that so we um, started this project called Go Vote AR. And we knew that because of COVID, a lot of people were only going to be able to vote absentee this last year um, for different reasons, right? For their, for their safety or their safety of their, um, their loved ones or their communities. Um, but we also knew that voting absentee in Arkansas is not the easiest thing to do. It's really cumbersome. The language on the application is really wild and inaccessible. Um, you know, when you actually get your ballot in the mail, there's this confusing voter statement and it's confusing, like, do I provide ID? Do I sign this thing? How many stamps do I need? And, and we tried to really do that work um, for, for voters. And we honestly could not even get solid answers from county clerks or from the Secretary of State. Like one thing we wanted to know was how many stamps you actually need to put on your envelope to send your ballot in the mail. And we could not get a definitive answer. It, it, some people- Is that in like, multiple languages? Actually, um, it's not. So depending on, so the application, depending on the clerk for the county that you live in, that particular county clerk may or may not have um, applications in Spanish or not. And Washington County um, did not have one. And we worked with them to actually get one um, produced and sent out um, in this area because that was definitely a need for a lot of voters. Um, so that was our first big project. And I'm really proud of that project. And we ended up, um, expanding it to not only to include educating people on how they could vote absentee, but just educating them on, you know, other ways that they can vote. And then when they did vote, really um, helping them understand their rights as voters. We knew there would be additional confusion around voting um, because of the pandemic. There are always, you know, some slight issues on voting day, you know, at different polling sites or whatever, but we really just wanted to empower voters to, to know what their rights are and to exercise those rights. We produced these little cards that, that um, people could take with them um, in counties where we felt like, okay, this, it might be a bit more challenging to exercise your right as a voter um, here. And so that project was really our, our big launch um, into this type of work. And we, we also did some, some GOTV or, or get out the vote work where we ran um, digital ads in both English and Spanish, you know, encouraging people to vote, reminding them of when they could vote, reminding them of early voting. Um, and we ran those in different counties across, across the state. So um, voting was like one of the very first things that we, that we worked on. And since then it has expanded to include all of these other ways that people can, um, you know, be involved and engaged residents of our state. 
So one of the things you mentioned was that you started with, in 2019. Um, and I know that in 2020, late 2020 and late early 2021, there's uh, other new groups forming, right? That have a lot of the same goals that are good, full of good people that want to do good work. Um, but there's this state, I mean, there's a lot of, of people in this state, right? So people want to do things their own way or, or there's people that think a certain way. Um, how important is collaborating for this organization and, uh, and how have you been able to do that so far? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first of all, anybody who does this type of work, I think would agree that there is more than enough work to go, to go around. Um, there are plenty of things that need to be fixed in our state. There are plenty of, um, communities in which we need to engage. Um, there are, there's plenty of work to do. Um, so I am always thrilled to, to hear about people getting um, involved in this type of work. Um, you know, whether you're volunteering for a campaign or you're volunteering for a grass, grassroots organization that does advocacy work, um, or you're running for office yourself, um, or you want to get out and register people to vote, um, like, you know, Queen Stacey Abrams did in Georgia. All of that is really thrilling to me because we are a state where, where half of our electorate is disengaged. Half of our electorate does not vote. Um, they, they don't care to vote for, for different reasons. And, and that's a big challenge for us is how do we, how do we engage with, with our neighbors and our family members and our friends and our, our colleagues who, who just don't participate. Um, and how do we connect with them and how do we bring them into the fold? So, um, so I absolutely believe in <laughs> collaboration and um, because we're a communications organization, we, we partner really with anyone who, who wants to partner to do this, this type of work. Um, and one thing that we would love to do as, as we grow um, as an organization is to be able to help um, offer up um, some best practices in communication for for potential partner organizations or partner, you know, partner stakeholders in this type of work. Um, you know, a lot of communications work, good communications work um, is based on data and, and research, um, especially when you're when you're talking about how to reach people who might disagree with you or who maybe are disinterested. Mm -hmm. um, there are really great um, national organizations who do really in-depth research and analysis um, and have data available um, and and thankfully we we have access to a lot of that information and we don't want to hoard it we want we want to share it and we want to help empower um, other groups in the state to to grow and to get more volunteers and to be more effective in their messaging if that's something that they they want help with, um, we would be more than happy <laughs> um, to help them do that. And, and honestly, I, I really see us as, as a supporting organization for, for other orgs all around the state because there are organizations who have people, they have boots on the ground and they're the ones going out, you know, knocking on doors and making phone calls um, and, and meeting with politicians and trying to get good policy passed and they're doing really hard work and I sit um, behind a computer every day. So I, I want to be able to <laughs> lend people um, our expertise and our knowledge 
um, and help them in any ways they can from a communication standpoint, because that means they have more time to go out and do that really hard, tangible work that is often um, thankless and overlooked and unsexy. Um, you know, a lot of people like to talk about messaging and persuasion, um, but, you know, really the groups that I, I feel like we need to be cheerleading um, and supporting are the ones that really are down there on the ground doing that work day in and day out, community organizers, um, you know, even, even candidates and, and state leaders that um, really prioritize engaging with their communities. Um, so, so yeah, so anybody who, who wants to partner, um, drop me a line and I would be more than happy to connect with you. You said behind the computer, but I mean, you're what you're investing your own time to do this work, you know, and that that's like time away from your children, time away from your staff, yeah. time away from family. So, I mean, it's it's uh, commendable that you take the time. Thank to do you. Um, and you said drop you a line. Where can people contact you? If they yeah. Want? So um, you can drop me a line. You can email me. It's um, G-E-N-N-I-E. Jenny, my name that is spelled really in a bizarre way, G-E-N-N-I-E at arstrong.org is my email. You can also check out, um, you know, our websites for arpeople.org um, and you can connect with us there at info at for arpeople.org. Um, yeah, and you can always sign up to follow our work on our, on our websites, join our um, mailing lists. Um, and get kind of the the rundown of what's happening right now in the state legislature. Um, we, you know, they pack a whole lot of um, lawmaking into a short amount of time, and it's overwhelming. There are you know dozens of bills filed every day, and we're we're there sorting through all of that for people so that they don't have to do that. We're there to um, you know condense and summarize what we feel like are. Um, issues and, and bills and potential laws that would impact people in their daily lives. We, we give that information to you so that you don't have to, you know, sit and bore yourself um, with committee meetings or with House or Senate um, meetings. So that's a big focus of ours for the spring. And then as we, you know, move into next year, we will continue to support um, and build out our voter education um, project where we where we really lean into ways in which we can continue to expand um, access to that information for voters in Arkansas. Um, you know, really hopefully seeing more and more people register to vote um, and become voters, but then also, um, you know, breaking down any barriers that people might, might have um, in being a newly registered voter and then to um, actually becoming a voter. I think there's, there's barriers there. There's, mm -hmm. there's confusion around how to actually vote. Um, there's, Who do you even vote for? Exactly. Like, do you go to people's Facebook? Do you go to their website? The website doesn't have enough. Like, how do you meet with them? There's a lot to go. There's so much. There, there are so many intimidating factors to even just being a voter. So in that sense, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I understand why people would not want to do it. Um, you know, you have to, you have to vote during the week. Like, you know, you have to take off from work or go on your lunch break and probably wait in a line. Um, and exactly to your point, Irvin, like with these state and local races, like your county races, your city council races, um, judge, judge, you know, judge positions, 
those are often nonpartisan. Um, there's not an R or a D next to people's names. So you can't just kind of pick one arbitrarily. And to your point, it's hard to find out what people stand, stand for. Um, Even you know, after difficulty, like there was like in past where it was like, a, like no one was a Democrat or Republican. And like, I went to their Facebook, went to their website, and I still didn't even know who was the best choice. So I was, so I literally had to like meet one of them. Um, and I mean, I was able to do that, right? Because the person already like knew me, but like other people don't have that access. And like, you're just gonna guess who's gonna, who's gonna have power in your, in your future and your, in your children's future. It's it can be a mess. Exactly. And those people often, I think, which is, which is something that we want to grow in is educating voters and, and residents on how important those smaller positions are. Um, they're not as flashy, um, obviously, as national politics or even, you know, statewide um, office positions like representative or senator, but, but like who's on your school board and who your mayor is and who's your justice of the peace. Those are really important positions that actually impact what is happening in your town or in your community on the regular. Um, if you're complaining about streets and sidewalks and potholes and, you know, funding for your school and, you know, whether or not they're going to build a parking lot down the street or turn it into apartments, like all of that happens really at, at the local city or county level. Um, and so I would just love to see people start there. Like, don't be overwhelmed with what's going on in all of these other realms, um, but just start in your community. Like, what, what do you care about mm -hmm. locally and how, how can you get involved with, with those leaders or maybe even run for office yourself so that you can, um, you know, effectively make your, your voice heard? Yeah, you said you you have been going to Little Rock, showing up for people, which is very similar to the name for Arkansas people. You know, <laughs> doing exactly what the name tells you that you're doing. Um, and uh, we just want to say thank you, thank you for for your work, and thank you for for being here today. And we look forward to having you as a guest again in the future. And you can kind of give us an update as to like what the organization is doing uh, going forward. Thank you, thank you so much, Irvin, and thank you, District Three Podcast. You guys are doing awesome work in Northwest Arkansas. And I'm, I've always been a big fangirl and I'm just thrilled that you had me on today. Well, thank you once again. And thank you to everybody that's listening. That was episode 80 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Irvin and I'll see you all next week.